Up there in the sky, it's a bird, a plane. It's Handsome Boys Comics Hour. Those boys are so handsome. One Olive. And one Maps. One fortnightly discussion of comics and nerd culture. I'm your host, Robbie Dorman, literature geek and writer. And I'm your other host, Eric Z. Goodnight, professional artist and illustration nerd. And we are the Handsome Boys Comics Hour, your home for news, reviews, slightly antagonistic banter, and much, much more. This is episode 263. Guess who still didn't have the notes open? Uh, was it me? Yeah. No, it was the other guy. It was, that was, it was Tyler Durden, not Tyler Durden. <laughs> We haven't read Fight Club two yet, Eric. We probably should do that. I, I mean, the 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 list is is always the longest when we're not picking what we're reading <laughs> I know. next next time. It becomes really short. It just it gets it gets scared away. <laughs> it, it runs. It hides. Yeah. Hence, uh, so as we are discussing Gotham Academy volumes with three uh, in Nerdboy Book Club this week, some fun DC children. <laughs> Some cute little, little Gotham babies. Gotham, it's the it's the Gotham babies. Little dreams come true. All when right. your room looks kind of weird, <laughs> I was gonna and I wish that you weren't there. Uh, my my question, my next question, Eric, was: Did you watch Muppet Babies? No, what is it? No, never, <laughs> never. Okay. As, a, as a yes, I, I watched it a lot when I was young. It was just one of those things that just seemed to always be on. I guess like we sought it out too i don't know why it was it was nice comforting we liked it I, that I, I know but i was just reading up on how how much of it was a merchandising cash grab <laughs> at the you moment, know at the everything time. in the 80s was because they repealed laws that you could market to children and so we've been bombarded with products every day of our life since it, it was it was just like i i never thought about it as a kid i was just like oh yeah muppet babies i love muppet babies and then it was just like well we need kids to we need to we have this the value of this muppet brand how can we just appeal directly to little kids and sell them toys muppet you know babies. i never saw muppet babies toys during that era really i we yeah, had I never them. saw them we had i had at least half the cast it's weird to me it seemed like a thing that came out way after. This is now a Muppet Babies podcast, right? <laughs> yep. This is episode one of uh, Muppet Baby Cast. Yeah, When Your Room Looks Kind of Weird, the podcast. It's When Your Room Looks Kind of Weird, colon, a Muppet Babies podcast. Correct. You have to make sure. Get that good SEO. Get that SEO in there. Uh, I, we could, let's stop. Let's stop, Eric. Let's yeah, never. We're out of control. <laughs> we're out of control. Let's move on to our first segment. It is time for Floppies for Nightly. Floppies for Nightly is the part of the show where Eric and I will read a selection of these past couple of weeks' books, tell you buy or do not buy them. Uh, there's much meter goes one to five. We may not rank, we not, may not be a buy, do not buy on some of these books because they are all like super indies. And we, we're, we'll, I think our main ethos is try not to be too mean. I think that's largely what we're trying to go by because there's mm -hmm. no DC and Marvel keep saying they're going to have books out at some point in May. I'll believe it when they're there. For now, they're not. Uh, so our first book is Millennium, 
number one by uh, Jesse Marsh Marshall Marshall and Miguel Trujillo. Oh yeah, that is spelled in a, a, a Hispanic sort of way, isn't it? So someone who speaks Spanish and is not stupid, which I I speak a little Spanish, but I am stupid, so I couldn't tell you the correct way to pronounce anything. No, that I am also I also speak a little bit of Spanish and also I'm stupid, so it's hard. Mm-hmm. Um, but this yeah. is a how would you describe this book, Eric? Here, I'm gonna pass the, pass the baton to you. Here, take it. I'm 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 up up to the task. This is like a shonen esque, like almost like manga feel, because it's got that kind of Dragon Ball fight thing to it. But it is about professional wrestling and luchadors. So that is that is how I would characterize it: manga inspired. Um, Looks like a, a a Mexican team luchador main character professional wrestling comic. Yes, with but the kayfabe is not. This is real. Wrestling is real. Yes. There's no kayfabe in <laughs> this, this. Book is told in kayfabe. In kayfabe, I, I guess. Yeah, there is. This is real. Real life wrestling is real. Mm-hmm. And I mean, just like in real life, just like in real life. I mean, <laughs> wrestling Jesus. is real. Um, what do you think? Do you like it? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that it is a little stupid, um, but counterpoint, professional wrestling, very stupid, and I love that, so um, it is just, it's a little dopey, you know, it's a little silly, it's got some rough around the edges, but you know, it's fun, I mean, fun, you remember fun? Mm. When there's like a big giant guy in the middle of a wrestling ring, just oh it's time infinite cross you know, he's, he's doing that yes like yelling like, yelling his move like, as he does it yeah like yes. like he's a fucking like he's in dragon ball or he's like sagat tiger knee you know he's I, doing that dumb thing i'm here eric i'm gonna say not enough wrestlers in real life yell out their move as they're doing it you know i don't know if i'd like it or not they won't know until you try you know, i think i think kenny Kenny Omega comes pretty close. He says you can't escape. That's, that's true. a pretty Street Fighter thing. To exactly. Do. Hey, who's my one of my favorite wrestlers? Kenny Omega. Yeah, that's the only reason. <laughs> I mean, not the only reason. It's one he of says his moves. He says you can't Calls escape. Shot. What about uh? How do you how do you feel about uh like uh beefy George Lucas in here as the trainer? Let me find him again. <laughs> I mean, he's now that you've described him that way. Oh, he's God. not exactly beefy George Lucas, but he. I mean, it's like the white white hair and the hawaiian shirt it kind of just makes me think he, of- to, to me he looks like big daddy roth you should google what big daddy roth looks like i think that's what he looks like like not as a young man obviously yes i understand now and nowadays i assume yeah. or, no or he's the, dead oh he's never oh no, not nowadays I'm sure he's dead not nowadays then yeah no he looks exactly like big daddy roth <laughs> He does look. He does look like I. I found a picture of him as an older man. Yeah, yeah he looks he exactly looks, like he, that. he looks a lot <laughs> like him. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, I'm gonna say yeah. I, was, I, I called that. I feel good about that. I do think that yeah, there is a, some rough around the edges on this book. I still, mm-hmm. I would still recommend it more than I, I. It is again, it hits our sweet spot of you know a dumb wrestling book with you know big and bold energy. Um, 
This is basically Lucha Underground, honestly. Yeah, it is a very... There's a lot of Lucha Underground in it. I think my only... Here's my my critique is, please, commas, please. This will I'm not, gonna let it be folksy, I don't care. This is not my first time I'm gonna say please, commas, in this episode of this podcast, but the first time I'm saying... This and this this is not a bad in this book. There's a couple times where I'd like please you, a comma here or there would be very helpful in my reading, but it's not doesn't break the book or anything. It's still it it's fun and interesting. So we know we know how you feel about commas and cats, Robbie. We know you like pause. I <laughs> I I could not breathe. Like literally, you knocked the air out of me. Like I literally. <laughs> Like, I felt like I got punched in the stomach. <laughs> All right. That's, you, you, it feels like the wind, it felt like I just fell off my bed. Like, in the middle of the night, I rolled off and just fell straight on my back. And I'm scared <laughs> and I can't breathe. And I'm still waking up. I hope you're happy. That was the best possible reaction to that joke. Um, I'm a. I, that, was, I mean, that was delicious. I, I, That's exactly what I wanted. Okay, Millennium One's a fun book. Uh, you should you should take a look at it. That's my suggestion. Um, I'd recommend it. Uh, our next book, Poe Noir, uh, well, written and produced by Tim Zajac. 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 One of the. Uh, it has a Z in it, so there's no rules anymore about how to pronounce. Uh, and then art by Graham Sisk and Beverly Ark Arky. Arse. One of those. Um, this is Arse, maybe. Arse, perhaps. I Ta- don't know. I don't know either. Tales of Wrath and Woe, inspired by the one and only Edgar Allan Poe. What are your thoughts on 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 Edgar Allan Poe? Uh, he was a great writer uh, who I wish had a better life. But he created the detective genre, literally. So this is appropriate, I feel, to to kind of tell his stories in a, in a noir tradition because See, I didn't, I didn't realize that he basically invent he didn't invent, you know, people did, did investigations and in, in stories prior to Edgar Allan Poe, but at the genre of detective novels, he was basically the first in the modern era. I would have thought it would have been, um, like what's her name? The Miss Marple, um, Christina, uh, Agatha Christie. That's what I'm trying to come up with. I mean, with. Edgar Allan Poe predates her by about 85 years. Really? Edgar Allan Poe was writing in the 1850s. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. I mean... For some reason, I was thinking that he was he was closer to the 20th century. I mean, he... I mean, that's that's the thing about him. His stories are feel extraordinarily relatively modern and well... And, like, he was also not very popular when he was alive. Um, so... And he was an alcoholic, and he had terrible health issues, and he was miserable, and drank himself to death. So it was. I, but I admire him as a you know I respect his his ability and what he did for from what he wrote. Uh, but I don't know. I I, I think Edgar Allan, Edgar Allan Poe is a, a someone who you could I I am myself have looked at his work as you know and, and try to study it and find inspiration from it time to time. To answer your question. Well, I mean, I think kind of along those lines, I've never really cared for it because it just seemed like just empty high school lit, you know? And I think that 
I don't know. There's probably we study it for a reason. It's probably unfair to think of it that way. I actually was I I put I put Poe too far out. He died in 1849, so he was writing prior to the 1850s. Hmm. But I mean, that's I mean, it's not. I I don't I I like I like I don't like it because I don't think it's like high art. I mm-hmm. kind of appreciate it because it's not high art because it's like kind of gross horror mm-hmm. and detective stories when those things they didn't there was no place for them you know there I was think the part of me that dislikes poe also like it dislikes i was gonna say um vincent van gogh but who i think is more apt is salvador dolly um who is just kind of the only artist some people know mm-hmm so they're like, oh, my God, I love Salvador Dali. I'm so deep. And I'm like, that's great. That's the the one person that, like, everyone had a poster of when they were in, in like, freshman year in college. And I don't know, Poe kind of bothers me the same way that it just feels so basic and I never cared for it. And I eschewed it for those reasons and. I don't know. Hearing you talk about it is is interesting. I imagine that there were reasons for giving a shit. I mean, um, he is. I, I I I came into this thinking my mind would be changed, but it's still pretty surprising. I mean, it's Poe is like I don't. The only reason he is taught he is a part of the canon is because he was writing it before anyone else did his it, but his, and like that's the interesting thing to me and the very fact that you know I, I you can you look at what he was doing and when he was doing it and he's a, he broke ground but his stories are not like I, I would not call them like great but they're fun and they're dark and, and they're they're I don't know. It's, it, I think Dolly is an apt a comparison point in, you know, mm-hmm. if you want to cross genre, across time, where like, I like Dolly, and I think he, yeah. his art is cool, but I don't think it's like he's the best artist of all time. I just think like, it's novel. It's interesting. I don't, but again. I think, I think he actually, I mean, he did the interesting and important things, and, you know, the the surrealists of his period did interesting and important things, but I think it's just... I don't know the, the 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 brand of Dolly was pretty carefully manicured and sold to people, and that's why that he persists today. Oh yeah, way more than Poe. Oh, I don't more. understand why he's been he's been so digestible for people. I mean, it's I think partially it is it is an easy entry. He's entry level, very easy to read. He's he's like, hey, I want I'm okay. I'm a literature teacher in high school. I'm a lit- high school English teacher. I need to teach. I need to find a curriculum. I need to teach kids. I'm 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 teaching kids stuff from the mid 1800s. Uh, what can I give them that one they will actually read? Maybe maybe a half of them will actually read it, and I can easily talk about it. And it's easy to make comparison points, and it's easy to bring up. Oh, he was writing detective stories before anyone else. He's writing horror, you know, in the very early part of it birth as a genre basically Edgar Allan Poe we can read The Raven it's easy uh, Casim Amaniato or any of these stories there's all movies of them too we can go watch the Vincent Price movie after we taught the class and that's all that I don't it's nothing to do with like oh he's the best writer ever but mm-hmm. I mean I knew a lot of high school kids who were who loved Edgar Allan Poe and that's all they ever but they didn't know any other writers they didn't study anything else 
I think it's it is something about people that like darkness and for lack of a better word, goth is a part of their brand. People that were like really into Halloween and movie monsters and they didn't have the ideas or language to to like they I don't know. I think Poe and things like that seemed like that was just part of mm-hmm. what they would intake, you know, but it just right. always felt so basic and so not me. And it just upset me. How do you feel about this comic book? Eric? That's, I mean, it's about time we started talking about that, huh? I probably should still, mention I it. I think I feel like it's an interesting talk. Yeah. I hope. No, it is, but I'm segue. Um, what do yeah. you, how does um, the comic work? <clears throat> I mean, I think it's just largely fine. Like, there's nothing bad about it. There's good illustration in it. Um, it plays kind of fast and loose with the idea of it being around this story. Um, like, the second story's The Raven? Like, I, I, Yeah. Okay. No, I mean, I, I, I like this. I'll, I'll say that. I like this. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm largely fine with it. I think the second story is very nicely illustrated, more my style. Yes. Um, but the first one also looks good. Like it definitely, if you said Edgar Allan Poe plus detective noir, like I, you know, you could put this in front of me and I'm like, okay, that I can, I, I, I checked your math. That looks right. Yeah. I think the, the second story is a little too smart for its own good. Uh, I, I, mm. I, I think I would, because I I see it what they're doing and I actually like it. I like the idea of it, but I think it needs it needs the poem set into it. It needs mm-hmm. you need to see the poem as you're looking at that, and that makes it hard. It's a lot of words. It's a you know it's a it's a wordy poem, um, and I think but I think to make that connection very like if you were a super diehard maybe they were banking on that like oh we're titling it poe noir people who are really familiar with poe would be the people buying this and they're banking hard on that i think that it would make the connections and the illusions clearer if they inset the poem as you went because i i see the connections as you, you go back you look at the poem and go back and forth and there's even the little script at the end of this and you can see it and like oh that's clever i like it but I don't want to do homework while I'm reading it. You know, I want to just be able to make those connections immediately. And I have read the Raven. I've even studied the Raven. I don't remember all the words of the Raven. So if you have the words set in at the right times to make the connections clear about, Oh, okay. This is what they mean. This is how they're, this means this, this means that the Raven is this thing. Here's these characters from it. Who's Lenore, blah, blah, blah. I think that would make these the connection a lot clearer, and I think it'd make the story more palatable for an enor- an average everyday reader. But I do like I like how both the stories look, um, mm-hmm. and I think the the black and white look the black and white art suits both of them. Um, I would totally read more of these types of Poe noir. If they released another one of these. I would totally I'd be interested. I'd read more of them. They did Poe noir too, or whatever. The quickening. Are we going to do a Highlander podcast, Eric? Is that what you're telling me? I've watched so little Highlander. I might have. I might have seen um, that first film. I mean, that's where we're going to watch the TV show. You and me. Okay. 
because that's the worst of it. So we're definitely going to watch that. I liked there was a brief period of time when I was like 11. I think I loved the Highlander TV show and I don't know why. That sounds I mean, I think if I looked at a lot of things that I loved when I was 11 and look back at them now, I'm like, why? I feel like that's fair. <laughs> Who would you recommend it to? High school teacher? Yeah. I mean, that's that's, that's, that's me that's, in another life. Huh? Yeah. That's, that's me in another life. I'd be a teacher in high school and be probably hate all my students. <laughs> all right. Uh, our next book, which I have questions about for you, Eric, uh, but we'll get to them. <laughs> Uh, it is Lonely God's Shadow, number one, and I'm going to I'm gonna butcher these names and I'm going to do my best. Written by Farit Akhmedjanov, and art by Alexei Nikonarov. I'm guessing neither of these people's first language is English, but I don't know that. But I, I didn't, I just looked all, Eric, my decision process for, for us reading this book was me flipping through the first three pages in Comixology, going, man, that looks really pretty. So we'll read it. I I do think this book looks very pretty. So, a thing that you probably know about me, yes, or at least what I, I'm going to tell you this. Okay, you, you probably don't know this about me, but Ooh. you will not be surprised by the information that I'm about to tell you. Okay, that I have read a fair amount of heavy metal magazines, um, and there have been comics by a, a certain Mister Richard Corbin in there i think that's his name it is certainly corbin um and they are lushly illustrated and completely nonsensical okay and they just sort of begin and end and that's exactly what this does there's no semblance of hardly anything we're just shown like i don't know like the middle like 10 minutes of of a movie you know, story-wise. And then it just, just just stops. No cliffhanger. Just real strange storytelling. Um, I still like this. Uh, despite this being a weird hot mess of just, just, uh, just like no reason for this to exist. You know, not really justifying, at least in terms of story, for this to be real. But I, I, I don't know. I like it. It's just a weird anomalous thing that looks really nice. Yes, it does look very nice. I will. I, I don't have to be a. You know, I'm not gonna say it doesn't look gorgeous. It looks gorgeous. It looks beautiful. There's uh, some of these in here I would love to have as prints. Mm -hmm. They're very. They're really just beautiful pieces of art. Um, but if there's a story, I didn't get it. I don't and. I can't hear second punctuation, not even commas this time, just punctuation, periods. I mean, you were, I think your, your um, synopsis is pretty correct that this is someone who doesn't, doesn't speak English as a first language and is clearly telling a story outside of uh, sort of Western storytelling tropes. This is someone, I don't know. Maybe in like one of the stands, you know, somewhere they're about they're from. I, I, I don't know. It's just there is there is only two types of exclamation here. There are I mean, exclamation punctuation. There is exclamation points and then there is nothing that mm -hmm. is that's their two choices. And I will I I would like punctuation. I like a period like or and there's sometimes where it just says 
like there's someone just yelling you must pray except there's no punctuation at the end so i don't know what how they're i don't it's punctuation very important in how people talk when you're writing about when you're writing dialogue it can it's there's a lot of intricacies and it can easily change the meaning of everything just with a simple a period or an ellipses or a question mark or an m dash or etc um there is this there is a big giant pig on here mm-hmm. so i like that i like the big pig the warhawk or whatever he is i just like this it may it, it it makes me happy makes me comfortable makes me think of juan jimenez yeah i absolutely i was thinking of meta barons as mm-hmm. i was reading it and that and yes eric nothing you said is surprising yes i i i I got oh, yeah. I got this book because I knew that whatever the story was, you would still like it because the art was really very well. That <laughs> you can tell a bad story with gorgeous artwork, and I th- th- there's an outside chance that I won't like it. Like there's been there's been things, and I'm like I'm just uncomfortable looking at this. Like I just I'm unhappy. I want this to go away. I'm unhappy. You know. <laughs> yes, I understand. I mean, I agree with you. Um, our next book, Youth. Number one, written, produced, and edited by Kurt Pyers, art Alex Diotto, colors D. Kneef, letters Micah Myers. This is a Comixology original, heavily promoted on Comixology's front page. Big banner ad. So I don't feel bad about being mean. I don't like this. You know, that's really weird to me because I didn't really have that big a problem with it. Um, I think maybe it's because I had just read a much, much worse comic. <laughs> before this one <laughs> yeah one we won't we won't i have we won't mention yeah it was really bad um and you should not read it you should i won't don't worry you should just if you can throw it in the garbage i don't think i can do that unless i like email comicsology but i'd have to email the delta disconnected from our from the account probably but um i think the only problem that i have with this is that it just is kind of aimless um and that it introduces some characters, it shows their frustration. Some of those frustrations feel kind of generic. Um, and then it just, they wander along, they do different things, they introduce new characters, those characters. And it's just, it's about them all misbehaving and fucking weird, bad shit happening to them. And I don't know, I... I, I um it feels like it does feel like things that we've seen before, but I, there's nothing of it didn't it didn't feel like awkward trying to disgust me on purpose. It didn't like it felt professionally produced and put together, you know, and we've had a run of things not done by professionals. And I don't know, this felt different. I mean, yes, I I. I'm not going to go out of my way to, to, you know, at the end of the day, I'm more or less flat on it. I think that the things that it's trying to do, it could probably be more concentrated and it could probably be more unique. Have you, do you know Harmony Corinne? Is that a person or a book or what? It's a, he's a director and writer. He makes movies. I've never heard that name ever. Okay. Uh, do Do you remember the movie uh, Spring Breakers? Came out. I am familiar with that. With, I've seen the the key art and photos from it all over the place because it 
had those teen girls in bikinis. Yes. 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 That's that's he he makes a lot of stories that are like that of mm-hmm. of he wrote. Had, do you know the movie Kids? The mid nineties. He did kids. He wrote kids. He did not direct kids, but he wrote okay. kids. And I like I get I think I get what this book's going for. And I you know, like everything you says, right? It's it's well put together and all that, even though there is, I believe, in a typo in here that I think I was on I was it does happen to the best of us. I was just on and there's one, and it's not terrible, but I was on the edge from reading all these other books. Um I I think I I don't like I don't like anybody in this story. I don't like any of them. There's no reason to care about any of them, you know? Um, Like, I don't care about generic stepdad drama. It just feels really... It feels very engineered to make me not like the stepdad, you know? It's Mm -hmm. like it's forcing me. And when someone does that, I'm like, okay... Uh, why? <laughs> and obviously this guy is... <laughs> obviously this guy is not, like, the way that you want a person to be, but, like, as a constructed character, it's, like, cartoonish and dumb, you know? Yes. It's just... I don't know. It's clownish, and, and how often... The, I don't know. The origin story with the guy at work was marginally better, but like I would, I would, if it was just that, I would have probably accepted the whole thing and moved past it. But the two of them together, like I'm looking more skeptically at his origin story. So we, we don't really know a lot of things about them. We're supposed to, those are supposed to be their kind of, intros slash uh kick the cat moments whatever you know we're supposed to <laughs> feel one way or the other about kick the cat uh, moments i like that eh, you know I'm, I, I'm, I'm i'm mixed my metaphors it is I, what it is i like that i would i i as there is save the cat i think the opposite is kick the dog yes i know okay there there is in stephen king's the dead zone the literal the novel literally starts with the antagonist kicking a dog mm-hmm. very directly uh i don't know if it's purposely referencing that or what it's this is just like oh look you can see the shape of this already it's hey these yeah. disaffected troublesome youths get powers what are we going to do i mm-hmm. eric when that you tell me that's the plot i go is it okay i i have read akira as well mhm well, i mean we've read probably five books that's a similar shape to this you know youth people like is i mean most of the runaways yes runaways literally yes runaways you know the stakes are much better we know the characters immediately much better mm-hmm. um whatever like i i can't blame people for trying but there's not like there's not a lot of original here. It's just like, well, well, this is our our version. Like, who cares? And and it's just and the like and th- on the cover there's like, oh, it's two male characters holding hands. I'm like, okay, gay couple. What like something's gonna happen? Yeah. And then immediately, like bef- before I even know them, one of them's already cheating on the other. And I'm just like, okay, well now I don't care at all. Like, 
there's nothing rooting me to these people. I dislike them. I when the car their car exploded, I'm like, all right, good, bye. Oh wait, now they somehow lived. I don't know how they lived. Are they invincible? Like you didn't show me that. You didn't like did the fire bounce off of them? Like what? Like well, they have a thorough quote at the end of the book, so you know they're deep. They like they like to go outside. So hey, Eric, you remember how I I talked earlier about how I admire and respect Edgar Allan Poe. You got beef, Thoreau. Henry David Thoreau can go fuck himself. How about that? <laughs> oh man, Thoreau! Did you did you blow up his house and fall out? No, I didn't. <laughs> as much as I appreciate Poe, Thoreau was a hack. I have no opinion. I don't think I, I've read the first, like that. That quote is the first Thoreau I've ever read. I've read. I've read F and Walden. I've. I don't. I don't need any. You can pass. Don't worry. There's not missing anything. Oh, I'm gonna go sit by a tree on my parents' estate and write about how trees are nice. He did seem like a vapid idiot. Honestly. That's what I got from. I would not recommend youth. I am. A, I can. I will say here. I will do the the binary decision of do not buy youth number one. Ooh, I'm not gonna go. I'm gonna. I'm gonna go non-binary on this one. Okay. I don't. I don't. I don't care enough one way or the other. Um, a person that I like and admire, Micah Myers, uh, worked on this book. Um, so I'm. I'm. I'm gonna take an abstention on this. I think we're. I'm taking a. I'm taking a quarantine abstention. Okay. On on uh, on youth. It's not. It is. It is not that bad. But it's also not the best comic. It's the. It's one of the better ones we've read this week. Um. Uh, yeah. I would agree. That's that's where I'd put it. I would agree with you. The the worst one we read this week. So bad we're not talking about it. <laughs> That's and, and, I, and I talked Robbie out of reading it. Yes, exactly. So that's that's something. Uh, our last book is Meta, number one, uh, written, drawn, created by Sean D. Murphy, which it's an unfortunate he shares a name with Sean Murphy. Sean Gordon Murphy. Sean Gordon Murphy. Very similar, close middle initials difference. Does not draw like Sean Gordon Murphy. No, he does not. Lots of uh, bug samurai bug people. This is a strange book. It's very odd. Yes, I agree with you. Yeah. Um, as best as I can gleam from this, there is a Western missionary in Japan. Um, what is he? Investigating something. And then he falls into some some plot where there is some super warrior trying to save some cocooned sleeping whatever being and everyone's a bug everyone is a bug it reminded me of hollow knight a lot hadn't played hollow knight everyone says it's very good it is very good i love hollow knight it's a great game i beat it they said it was very influential it has been yeah it's certainly going to be more as more games come out that are like it i assume it's going to affect those um i'm guessing this is a young creator this is this feels like but possibly the most indie of indie comics that we've we've ever read. Yes, this is, I mean it's created by literally one person. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I, it's how the 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 font is set. It's like literally a um, like 
fucking Times New Roman, or it's probably it's not Times New Roman, but something like that. Maybe it's like one of the Adobe fonts. Yes, a lot of and a, there's many a lot of typos. Strange and jarring um, compared to the the artwork. Yeah, and I think frankly, this is the thing like the hand lettering is all right. Looks good. Yeah, yeah. like I would just I've gone with all hand lettering. Um, even if there, I think it, 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 it does, it makes it look even more indie. I, I, like, I, I like myself or I like this despite myself just for the, the rawness and the charm and like the naivete of this, like, it's a sweet book. You know, I like that this person is putting in a lot of work and making this book and even though it's an imperfect thing you know god bless them this is they could they probably learned a lot doing it and they'll probably i i hope this is a young person uh i i hope they keep making comics forever and i think they could be very talented one day um there's definitely a great deal of talent in here but I think this is still pretty raw. Yeah, I agree with you. I mean, I think that it's it's a uh, it's there's a lot of good ideas in here, and there's a lot of things like it just needs some polish. It just needs some experience. It just needs you know to you before you make you know it. It frankly, the storytelling in it is not bad. Like it, it, it understands like basic comic storytelling structure and stuff like that i think the hand the the it should just just go with a whole all hand lettering and you know just have some proofread won't take very long but i mean i'm never gonna i'm not gonna this is i would you know i encourage this more than i enjoyed re- i hear the guys honest truth i enjoy reading this more than i enjoyed reading youth even though youth is a way more polished product more professional this is, you know, like you said, it, it has like a certain charm and then naivete to it. Mm. I don't know that I did, but it's certainly not the worst comic I've read this week. <laughs> no, it's like a mystery. <laughs> you mentioned it so many times. Oh, my God. No, I you still shouldn't read it. No, just even to find out. No, not me. It's... I mean, the listeners, they're going to be like, what? Well, what was it? It was so bad. Oh, that's fine. Too. It's real. It's real bad. <laughs> it's real fucking bad, guys. Yeah, I would. Uh, everything it's, everything you said about this, I think, stands, Eric. Uh, I would certainly encourage the creator to keep making work, keep making stuff. That's I'm. All right, we can move on to our next segment. It's time for checking in. Checking in is the part of the show where Eric and I talk about what we've been up to the past couple weeks um, for video games, movies, video dub, TV shows, uh, wrestling, not mostly not stuff that is outside at this point it's pretty much just stuff that's inside our houses or near our houses i'm guessing we've become indoor cats yeah yes, exactly um what what's what's up eric what do you got for me well you need to tell me about i didn't even notice that you finished doom a couple of days ago i you did need to tell me about that uh about doom eternal mm-hmm. uh it's a good video game i liked it a lot I'm still playing through it. I'm gonna I'm gonna get all the collectibles and the, on my on the on the on the normal difficulty level. Then I'll probably be done with it, um, at least until like two years from now, and then I'll play it again. But 
I think it's a very good game. I think I like it a lot. I think Doom 2016 is a better game. I think I disagree with you game-wise. I think that this is this is better. I still think that the the tone is better in 2016. 2016 is still they're both excellent. I I like Eternal a lot. I've I know, I noticed. You just keep, you just keep playing. I don't know why, man. It's just soothing. It just I mean, it really scratches an itch. That's, that's something I really needed. That's good enough reason. Soothing. I mean, that's yeah. why I keep playing Animal Crossing. Like I've done oh, pretty yeah. much I, everything. I, I, I'm so bored with Animal Crossing. Um, <laughs> but, but I can't play um, Doom Eternal right now. Uh, the whole world is is on fire <laughs> over the the anti cheat uh, root kit. They're calling it. It's so dumb that um they installed this thing or they made it to where you have to install this anti-cheat software that operates at the kernel level so motherfuckers are calling it a root kit um and it's by this company that a lot of quote-unquote gamers just really despise denuvo yeah they, yeah that's... i've already like their their name has already exited my head you just said it I could not repeat it back. Oh, I mean, I've I've heard that name hundreds of times, so I can't forget it because they are they are loathed. Um, uh, Jim Sterling did a a 10 minute video about it, released it this morning. Of course. um, And and told me about, you know, he caught me up on on the years of hate and how the, the, the DRM that. I I knew about that story that they put DRM from these people in and it mm-hmm. kind of janked the game up and they stripped it out or like I think they said that they actually they shipped it accidentally with the DRM from these people. Um, the it's just fascinating to me how people have like started bombing this game that they loved with. Um, all these negative reviews but it it does feel i don't know it feels to me like it has affected the game it feels like it's running a little slower a little choppier and it is harder to play like just like it just won't respond right mm-hmm. um largely i mean that's what that's largely the denuvo whatever game it's on largely that's what it causes it causes some performance issues mm-hmm. and it but they keep they they are protecting and it's doom is not really multiplayer focused uh there is some multiplayer but that's this is not protecting death matches yeah. or whatever this is protecting microtransactions they don't want people to have access to certain master levels uh that are hidden behind uh different types of gates be they DLC or uh, having a Twitch prime account well, that's lovely it's video games now yeah, that's 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 great. I did not know. I did not know what you had just said. That is complete news to me. I mean, that's the only reason. Like that, it's added now, and it's they're adding it now is because now they are selling the master levels uh, and mm-hmm. locking some of them behind Twitch Prime accounts. Which, if you turn off if, prior to this, if you had just turned off your internet and run Cheat Engine on your computer you could have access to some of those levels because they are just included on the normal game data and Cheat Engine would find them for you and let you play them. But now with the Nunovo stuff installed, uh, you cannot do that. Hmm. I mean, I'm yes, someone will crack it. It's only a matter of time. 
That is really interesting. Um, and it is truly obnoxious and I see why they would do it, but it is, uh, I feel like it has made my experience worse. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I don't, I mean, I don't, I don't want, I don't want something actively making my computer run worse Mm -hmm. ever. So yeah, if you, if it was there and it was unobtrusive, yeah, I wouldn't care, but it is certainly obtrusive. So, but and they do this on purpose. Like you notice that it's like, what been what three weeks since the game out came a month. Yeah. It's been about a month. So all the reviews are done. No one's reviewing the game anymore. So now they, they add it in now and it won't impact anyone because you go read a review for uh doom eternal for your you know for your ps4 they're not gonna have much any mentions of or your pc not gonna mention any de nuvo stuff it'll get cracked eventually and then it won't matter and then they'll take it off that's what always happens it's a cycle for every and like this happens in a lot of video games it was assassin's creed i think was the big last big hubbub the big oh was it not odyssey but origins was the best one last big one that had like huge big uh impact on negative reviews gamers man yep uh doom eternal is a good video game i still like it i have another video game i'd like to talk about eric that that sounds like a thing you'd say it's for your phone phone it's a phone cell game phone telephone it's a it's for your cellular phone your touchscreen device uh it's called it's literally just mowing <laughs> i saw that in your notes and i'm i thought you were just fucking around nope that's the name of a game uh on your your cellular device it's it's called it's literally just mowing and uh I, eric if you made if we made a bet about what the game's about i bet you'd win that money because it's literally there... it's literally just mowing you you go from house you are a little guy or or gal if you prefer and uh you are on a riding lawnmower and you go from house to house this and is cute you mow, you go around the the, the 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 yards, and you cut all the grass. And once the grass is cut, uh, you go on to the next house. Occasionally, uh, a bird or a butterfly will fly up, and then you can click on it, and then you have a little butterfly and a bird flying around as you mow. And sometimes you get a soccer field, and sometimes you get just a big park, uh, or just a bunch of different houses with different house with different lawn layouts. Have you spent? A lot of time, um, let's say in your youth, cutting grass. That sure shit did. Uh, we didn't have grass, so no. We had a huge, uh, a huge yard. Like it was just, we lived out in the woods and had a lot of really ugly grass that was really important to cut. <laughs> I had a. We had dirt that was covered in leaves, and I raked a lot of leaves. I'll say that. I raked a lot of leaves, too. I raked a lot of leaves. I did not cut a lot of grass, and I we just don't have it. We never had grass. It's really important to my dad to rake all the leaves out of that out of that yard every week and mow every week. And it is the ugliest. Yeah, God, it's like all <laughs> like half of it. You have to mow that dirt. I, it's yes. really important. So, to, are you to telling me that dirt. are you telling me, Eric, that this might impact your enjoyment of it's literally just mowing? Um, I'm just gonna say that this looks way more pleasant. That there are less bugs and rocks hitting you in the face. Oh yeah, absolutely. And it's not 99 degrees on my phone. It is not. You know, it's a soothing. Actually, it's like a very soothing little, like yeah. five or ten. I'm waiting for water to boil. 
I will just play a couple levels and just cut some grass, and it feels nice. I never got to ride the the riding mower. And guess what? Every time you finish a street, Eric, you get mm-hmm. a little chest. And you know what's inside those chests? Organs? Parts for your lawnmower. And, or... Lawnmower organs. Or hats. Hats. Yeah, like you want to have a different kind of ball cap or a sun hat that could protect you from the sun. Does it just doesn't it sounds like it's non-functional. No, it doesn't do none of the parts do anything. They just make your I have my wheel my riding lawn riding lawnmower now has big giant sharp like Mad Max wheels. They'll do nothing. They don't help the game. The game I, I will say this, there's all these aesthetic things you can buy, but they do not impact your mowing. Your mowing is pure. It's literally just mowing is a fun little game on your phone that's very soothing. My final uh my final is an, my final thing is an anti recommendation. Westworld season three is terrible. Do not watch it. I can't remember how many I watched. I definitely started to stop caring. Probably after season two, even though I enjoyed it. Okay, really that bad, huh? It's very bad. Who'd you watch it with? Andrew, Andrew Bloom of the of the AndrewBlog.net. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, yes, I have. St- a- andrew's a household name around here yes i know i'm just this is that's for the benefit of the listeners you can go listen to our discussion about how we hated it on the seraphonicist i like that you were unanimous in your hate of westworld yeah it's we, just i don't know that was the way that like the fucking sopranos was terrible season three through like six or something so just i don't know HBO, man. They just fucking completely spin out of control. One was great, two I, was okay, three is terrible. That's my experience. Yeah. I mean, that's exactly how The Sopranos was. Three Season three was wretched. <clears throat> and the ending to Game of Thrones was apparently the greatest work of fiction that's ever happened. We also touched upon that in our Serial Fanatist episode, because there's mm-hmm. a Game of Thrones uh, cameo in Westworld Season 3. I'm I'm sure it was lovely. Game of Thrones ending is I I I did not watch it. I've just been spoiled on it, and it is very stupid. The Lindsay Ellis video on it is good. It's the best thing I've seen to come out of that mess. Eric, where what have you been doing in the past couple weeks? You know, we checked in for um, our our little uh, serial fanaticist project, Bro Accountability, which I don't think we've talked about here. Have we? No. You can go listen to episodes one, two, three, and four of the Bro Accountability Podcast, a year-long project of Eric and I's on the Serial Fanaticist. So it is it is interesting kind of becoming, I guess, less depressed and more interested in things again. I have um started a course um because I want to improve my coding skills which are not as bad as i thought they were that i'm pretty adept at reading things and figuring things out which i mean of course i did but it was always difficult before because i what it was not in a class structure um but i bought a course off of a udemy sale and i am learning node js do you know what that is robbie i have heard it said before and i assume the js stands for javascript it is it is javascript no js is actually super neat and i had 
just been fucking around with it for a long time, but it was when the first editions of Chrome came out, it had this, um, they call it a JavaScript engine because every browser kind of has its own sort of component that runs and um, that like runs and compiles the JavaScript. Um, and the one that Google created for Chrome was called V8. And as they made Chrome open source, they also made V8 open source. Well, some, some engineers took V8 and made a server application that will run on servers, obviously, run on cloud servers, whatever, and run JavaScript. So you can take all of this JavaScript knowledge that you have and do stuff that you would ordinarily use PHP or something like that to do. And I don't know. I've just always thought it was neat. And I, it's not difficult to learn JavaScript. And it's kind of, it's a skill that you can also use for, you know, just your general like web page stuff. I don't know. It's been fun. And it's not been that difficult to understand the course is really good straightforward and I'm having a good time it's nice doing that and i'm getting really super interested in computer shit again do you want to watch a series of videos that you will hate um no so probably the coolest thing that i've found in my fucking around on the internet um He's his video, his videos have been like a relatively new series, but it's gotten him a lot of attention over like what the past six, eight months, something like that. His name is Ben Eater and his first project he built out of just basic like transistors and logic gates and wires and things like that. Do you know what a breadboard is? No, nope, I do not. Um, it's like those little plastic things with, they've got like little square dots in them that they use for electronics. Do you, can you picture in your mind? I believe I can. The thing yes. that I'm describing. I, I think I understand. Yeah. Yeah. You, you have seen a breadboard, um, at least on the internet or something like that, you know, or maybe on a TV show. He, ha he built like an eight bit computer on those, but did it like sort of in an iterative way to where he's like, well, here's this component and here's how this works. And here's why this won't work. And here's why we're stopped here. And it just sort of evolves like kind of one step at a time into this whole computer project that he builds. He builds a, a, um, he builds a whole, I think that's how I found it through Google searches. He builds a, a six, five Oh two microprocessor computer. The uh, the 6502 is like, I think it is the thing that started the uh, kind of home computer revolution. It was in the the Commodore 64 and I think maybe in the Apple II as well. It was a very popular like chip back then. And it's we wouldn't have computers would not look the way that they do now if it were not. You know, someone hadn't created that and it hadn't been as popular as it was. But this guy builds a fucking whole system like on a breadboard with this chip it's just it's just crazy and it's he's so smart and articulate 
and just knows his subject so well. It's just really, really cool. It's just, I don't know, just one of the most fascinating channels. What's I have to name? look up. His name is Ben Eater. Ben Eater. Okay. Yes. It's the weirdest name. Eater.net <laughs> is his website where he keeps the stuff. And he, he sells these kits. Um, you know, thinking about getting one, but I, when I think about spending 200 hours to build a 6502 computer that can't really do anything, um, it can sit in your house. Oh yeah. I mean, but I, I thought about doing something like this to do like an art project or something, but like literally all it can do is run a, um, like an LCD or something really basic like i don't know you can you can probably do all kinds of creative things with it if you really understand electronics but that person is not me you know i could not do something really creative like you you can literally program it to do all kinds of shit but it, you're still limited by a lot of things and it's not gonna probably never will output video it's just it's a lot of shit that's not going to work, and it's way, way, way out of my depth. Like, I can watch these videos and understand what's going on, and that's to a degree, let's say. But it's still a lot. It's still difficult. That's partly what got me, you know, back looking at uh, rekindling my fascination with computers. Well, learning things is good. Yeah, it's felt really nice. It's, it's, I, I feel like I've got large sections of my brain back online so it's 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 pleasant you rebooted mm-hmm. you ready to talk about uh gotham babies yep their room looks kind of weird mm-hmm. it's got a crocodile man in it it does have it does it does feature a crocodile man uh we can move on to our final segment it's time for nerd club Number Book Club is the part show where Eric and I assign a line and collect your work and discuss it in depth like you would a book in a book club, except it is a comic book. Uh, today we are discussing Gotham Academy Volumes 1 through 3 by Brendan Fletcher, Becky Clooney, and Carl Kershaw. We had read it back in the day, back when it came out the first time. Remember that, Eric? It was a long time ago. It was 2014, 2015, five years ago. It's been long, long ago. We were four times. Oh, uh, yep. Uh... I think we 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 were big fans of it back then, right? We liked we it. We were certainly we were certainly really really wild about it. We were excited. Uh, I subscribed to it, I, which I had forgotten. So I bought this comic book twice. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, how do you feel about it upon re- revisit? I don't like it as much as I remember, you know. And it's I don't think it's because it's bad. I think that. <sighs> I feel like things have come along and done a lot of these things better since then, but we were comics were pretty different six years ago, you know, and this and Batgirl were really kicking off a movement and they felt super different than just about anything going on. I don't remember the exact timing on this. How did this, how did this occur? This feels like it was before Miss Marvel. Yes? Um, I don't remember. I can tell you in a second. Internet will tell me. Seems like it would have had to have been at least a couple of months before. 
the first issue of it was this this came out after Miss Marvel. Okay. Just barely, like a couple months afterwards, a few months after. So there was still something in the water. I wasn't necessarily thinking that one copied the other. They they I, both. I, I think they they were they were hitting upon the same kind of zeitgeist kind of yes. things. They 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 came out. They came out close enough that like, unless they were fucking spying on each other, and I don't think that that's the way that it would have gone down. Um, I don't think that it wouldn't have worked out that way. But it 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 feels like a lot of comics have gone that way. You know, yes. they've gone this direction. Um, certainly, I think you can draw a line from stuff like Gotham Academy and Miss Marvel directly to, let's say, um, Enter the Spider-Verse or whatever that fucking movie's called. Like, it, it is definitely the beneficiary of this book, maybe even more so than just about anything else. Like, I, I, I'm reading through this, and I don't know. It... it, it, it feels like a pretty direct line and it feels like DC really completely missed the mark here. They had something well I don't I don't like it as much as I remember. They definitely missed the mark. They definitely it it, it never it never seemed like it quite it never quite took off. It never quite set the world on fire. I mean, it was I think prior, prior this the first this book what we read came out it was the final wave under the new 52. Mm-hmm. And then rebirth happened and we got second semester, which we did not read, which is the, a, a sequel, it's a direct sequel to this book. Um, and I, but I, I, and then you think rebirth was very much DC trying to ride that wave, ride the wave of books like Hawkeye and Miss Marvel and Gotham Academy and Batgirl those kinds of books with um, more diverse styles, more diverse cast, more diverse creative team, all those things. They're riding that wave with the rebirth, you know, we, and you saw a, a, a focus on those kinds of books. And it, and we saw the same thing with, with Marvel trying to do the same thing. And I feel like both of these companies mishandled it. They mishandled how they, how they try to sell these books and they they focused too much on the wrong things in the marketing, frankly. And sometimes there was just no marketing. That's a thing that Marvel yeah. and DC just does. If, I mean, if we're talking about success, I mean, my experience with the book itself is I think I similar to yours. I don't like it as much as I did then. I think because I don't like it as much as my memory of liking it. Mm-hmm. it I think it was something that we all really kind of wanted. We wanted comics to go more in I don't know however you would look at this direction but like whether it's the lightheartedness or whether it's the diversity of cast and characters or introducing new characters and new stories and like I everyone was pretty hungry for something different yes and both companies obviously made tremendous missteps uh along those years I'm trying to think about where i'm driving this like i i 
it's 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 strange. It's frustrating reading this. We re, we 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 went back over all of Miss Marvel, mm-hmm. and it was fucking delightful. Like I think that there were some issues that didn't quite work, and there were big stupid fucking events. And I don't know. G. Willow Wilson still managed to pull a rabbit out of the hat and write one of the best um, uh, Civil War two tie in books out of a sea of complete garbage. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think that it's, I feel like that this book, I still like it and I, I still enjoyed it. I just don't, mm-hmm. it doesn't feel, I, I mean, we, I mean, I, how many, how many books have we, like we literally saw what's strange Academy, strange school, whatever the hell it's called. Just like what a lot of people have, have knocked off this Harry Potter knockoff. Yes, exactly. They, they, it's, we're like multiple, derivatives out of away yeah. from this already dc literally did their own yeah mystic you mm-hmm. and you know gotham academy is different ish than those like there's no magic quote-unquote in this even though there is definitely like meta humans and sometimes you're not sure who if these people have some of them have powers or and batman's around and damian wayne's around croc you know we get different bat villains popping up hugo strange i'm i've i that is the moment where i'm like i must be completely disconnected from the bat continuity because (laughs) i'm like hugo strange isn't he a terrible villain that's trying to murder people like many many times yeah, he's now a school teacher. Something's happened where, like, he that got erased or something. I guess. I mean, it's like um, it's like in Gwenpool. They're just different people now. I guess. Uh, and I so I still like this, but it doesn't feel as special anymore. But like mm-hmm. when it came out, it was it was at the tail end of the New Fifty Two, which. I don't know if you remember the New Fifty Two, Eric. You're... It was it was pretty grisly times in DC. It was not good. There was Animal Man. We liked Animal Man. We and... did like Animal Man. Yeah, I, re- I recall there being good Animal Man. And there's Larflees. Remember old Larflees? My buddy. Good old Larflees. He was a, oh, a my orange buddy. A staple of our early Hansel boys. It's true. And but that's what and like that's 2013, 2014 was us reading the fucking grant morrison batman and like that's 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 a that's a quest that's a crusade we'll go down one day yeah we eventually we'll 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 take that leap uh but it is this was a breath of fresh air you know much like miss marvel was it this is because it's like it wasn't just like DC house style was so strictly enforced. It it felt like every book looked the same, sounded the same. All the characters were like, oh, yeah, this is a Green Arrow book, and this is a a Batman book, and this is a Wonder Woman book, but they all feel roughly the same. There's not Mm -hmm. big differences in them. And then you get a book like this, which is kids at an academy in Gotham, and they're like, it's small. This is a relatively small story. With them like doing spooky, going on spooky adventures in this, at uh, this, in this, it's, it's pretty Scooby Doo. It is very Scooby Doo. I mean, I I don't mind that honestly. No, I don't mind it either. The, the story is very Scooby Doo, and but it was incredibly different from everything else at the time. It it it, you know there there was this class of these people at DC the 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 Carl Kershaws the the Brendan Fletchers the 
Clunans, the the Babs Tars, mm-hmm. um, like all like this group of people that were hungry and doing stuff that's interesting, and they were gonna try and change the culture and do new things. And there were people that loved what they were doing. I think Batgirl in particular. Um, and even though that, we probably could go back and read it and think it's, you know, oh, man, this is gorgeous. But like, who cares? You know, it's it's probably not as groundbreaking as we remember. Um, but I feel like, I don't know, they they really made a point, like all of them went their own way and decided we can do better. We don't have to fight as hard like Becky Cloonan can just do fucking covers and make pretty okay money and do her own projects and babs tar i don't i don't i don't have a clue what she's doing outside of uh motor crush and i'm not even sure how regularly that's happening anymore like i don't know they seem to have wanted nothing else to do with dc Mm -hmm. after this all everyone is gone away from the, they've mm-hmm. left dc and they have found other ways to make comic books and sell their art yeah and i you know god bless them dc is a stupid fucking company um i i i don't know i think even how do you i don't know so much about modern comics is so frustrating in these people that click their tongues and say well you you know your sales are so well your all, all your fucking sales are bad like the book that you think is so good and is selling so well is fucking selling terrible and like over time you're fucking not building new readers and all these people brought in fucking people that weren't reading your stupid ass book but instead we have to turn around let's let's start publishing the fucking frog comic the frog comic i don't want to say their name out loud is there am i should i know this do i know this you know you you know this you know this the frog comic the it's not it's not it's not pepe but it's it is akin to pepe i think frog even is a is a i think the the frog even the is a pepe reference oh okay i don't okay Uh, i will not i will not describe it i will not sully people's ears with those people's fucking stupid horse shit i mean dc would gladly take their fucking money well i mean i think that's the it's you've seen marvel do it too it's marvel and dc both have they 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 put their feet they put their toes in the water with rebirth mm-hmm. and with all new and or all new Marvel number two three whatever how many are all all new movements Marvel I mean Marvel that's part of Marvel's problems that did they, they had fucking like four relaunches in the span of three years but that you see both these big companies put their toes in the water they're like oh we've seen some good reactions for like our Hawkeye Miss Marvel Gotham County Batgirl all these books they're all all people really critically receive well. New audiences really like them. People that generally don't buy our comics really like them. All right, well, let's start a big push. Let's we're gonna have a bunch of new books from interesting creators, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And then, oh, uh, they are 
we sold a bunch of books from with entirely new teams and entirely un, and we, instead of marketing we just kind of just expected them to sell and didn't try and push into new areas to market and so oh a, a year later oh let's just go back to the way things were dark might's metal here we come the the, the batman who laughs mhm marvel i mean there is there's there are still you know we there are still there's the Tony Ice Coats. There's the Rainbow Rowls and Marvel. They're, they're, those are different creatives from different other from both writers, prose writers, writing comic books and both you know interesting new looks. Even if Tony Ice Coats really wanted to write Star Wars, and he, so he did that in a Black Panther book. Um, but that's fine. It's it's still there. They're like and these they're the but they've not they are not the primary focus. They are, they are also ran. They are. They, hey, there's this little small book over here. We're doing this. Don't forget about it. We're also publishing sixty other books. We should, probably shouldn't do that. Uh, it's all kind of a moot point at this point. But up until the pandemic, uh, it was largely both companies going back to business as usual for a lot of the large portion of the time, except the X books, because I don't know. <laughs> they Hickman had this way. He could do what he wanted. Um, I don't know. It's Gotham Academy is still a fun book. I like the big cast. I I like the 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 different all these different characters. They're fun. Yeah, the problem never really was the the characters, the cast, or the setting, and like that. I think that was all of that stuff when we were when we started reading. Like that was that was the beating heart of it. That's what made it work. Mm-hmm. It was all this stuff was just fucking delightful. Yeah, it's you a very and very pretty book. Harcourt's art's really good. Oh man, it's really it's really fun. I I mean I think I prefer the Helen Chen stuff, but like there's no slouch, you know. Even right. even when we get towards the end with the the grab bag, the 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 art jam stuff, mm-hmm. still I mean they 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 picked very few people that I don't think are like excellent. Um, there's some stuff that I personally just don't prefer as much, but like it's, there's nothing wrong with it. I'm sure a lot of people like it. Yeah. I mean, I, 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 you know, the third, that third volume, the yearbook book, the, the, this art jam book is fine. It's not what I want. Mm. It's not what I want out of Gotham Academy. I think that's what reading it. That's what I largely was like, this is fine, but I liked I liked the, the I wanted to see Olive's story, you know, I wanted to see what was going on with her mom and yeah. the and Calamity and I wanted and Damien and all this. I wanted I wanted that main story to progress, not that little side stories, um, even though the side stories are fine. They're not bad. They're in the art, like you said, is uh, keenly high level from you jump to story, story, story. Um, I think the 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 fact that we don't we get a third book and that's just a bunch of side stories and just like oh i wanted to know more about this weird bat like it it like it doesn't it the book itself is really well constructed i was really that's the thing i other thing i noticed like i i certainly like i think because i wasn't like in love with it i feel like i could, i was actually e- easier to study it you know, recognize what it was doing because it does have a lot of, there's a lot of background information 
that we are not that's not presented to us like in dumps. There's not really any moments in this book really where we get a bunch of here is exposition. Here's 10 paragraphs of exposition about the history of of, of Gotham, which there's a lot of weird Gotham history in this, which I don't know any of it. I don't know <laughs> right. if, if it was if this is on the record somewhere or if they're just making it up. <laughs> Let's talk about the canon of the Cobblepot family. I mean, I went on Wikipedia, Eric, and there is a lot on there. <laughs> no doubt. Of Comic nerds are sad people. There's a lot. With nothing else in going on If you go lives. to different wikis, there's a lot of history of Gotham and the Cobble. Turns out, here, Eric, I'm going to give you this information. I don't know if anyone listener know this or not. Maybe some of you do. I didn't. Uh, the, the Waynes, the Cobblepots, the Kyles, um... There's another very recognizable Gotham name. I forget which one it is, but they were all, they all, ex all these families existed in Gotham in colonial days. Of course. Catwoman had a, is a descendant of someone who lived in Gotham in colonial days. So is the Penguin, so is Batman. They all. That doesn't make any fucking sense. <laughs> I'm just. I just discovered this, this information. Fucking, this is this is some Neil Gaiman 1402 bullshit. I'm just telling you. And then and they are all and all this stuff happened with and like that's it all ties into this story. Frankly, um, we get the diary of the little Cobblepot girl who we hear like these and like they just kind of leak this information in over time, and you're like, there's like spooky ghosts happening on the grounds, and then. You start to realize all this stuff's connected in strange, weird ways. I'm still unsure about how Man Bat and Hugo Strange are totally cool to be professors at the academy. I maybe a Batman let, like told them to go. Like is, Man Bat's a good guy now. Is Langstrom just a good guy? I guess. I don't know things. I always liked Man Bat though. Yeah, I think I just liked him from the animated series though. It's probably. Was he a heartthrob in that one, too? Oh, uh, no, he was not. But he was he had a tragic story. You know, of course. That's all the anime I mean, series. I think just, just turning into a giant bat person is pretty fucking tragic. Yeah, exactly. He is, you know, he's a very, he's a very Kirk Connors type figure. They're very similar characters. Yeah, definitely. Um, but I like, I like, uh, what was the kid's name? The, the bat kid? Literally, kid bat, I guess. <clears throat> Remember his name? I don't remember. He has the Langstrom virus. Uh, Tristan. 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 He's the little. He's the little teen heartthrob. Yeah, that's who. Yeah. Not. I'm. I was talking about Professor Langstrom, not the kid. But they're different people. Yes. Professor Langstrom's D trying to discreet people. Professor Langstrom's trying to cure the kid, even though Langstrom is also a man. Does man is Langstrom cured? He's still the man bat. I don't know. See, that's the thing. I'm. We how much Batman have we read, Eric? And I still don't know what is canon. I, nah, I couldn't tell you I, shit. I have no idea. Is Hugo Strange a good guy? He can, he's he feels like he's a kind of a bad guy here, but he's also a teacher. So Batman must have condoned it at Gotham Academy because he literally had Bruce Wayne in issue number one talking about who's your favorite uh, supporting character? Because you, you said that you didn't like maps as much as some of the others. Who's your favorite then? Maps is she probably shows the most. She probably shows the most character of anyone. Um, but is she your who's your favorite? 
I don't have a particular large affection towards any of them. Oh no! If I'm if I'm honest, and I think that that is that's the that's the sentence. Why it's the what? It's the sentence. You know, guilty. You're that. Yeah. That is the that's the death knell of the book. That's why another a thing you can point at. Well, it's. I think it's it's why I don't love it right. so much. They're all. No, none of them are generic. I just don't. They just don't worm their way into my heart. Like, I think Maps is maybe the one that you could argue does. I love Maps. I'm going to be very frank. I don't really care to one way or the other about most of the others. I think they're fine. I like Colton a little bit because he wears sunglasses. That, I got so over sunglasses literally 100% of the time. <laughs> that can't be your personality, bud. But I, I like him once in a while. He's fine. But Maps is, Maps is great. She loves D&D. She draws beholders in art class. She gets excited about meeting Clayface and Croc. Even though they're terrible, gigantic monsters that could easily kill her. Uh-huh. I have a soft spot for Clayface and Croc. I think those are like... They're, they're, they're pretty A-tier. Yeah, they're... Uh, they're I think they're my two favorite, honestly. Yeah, they're... They're, I, I mean, am, who 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 else is going to pick the fucking Riddler over them? No. I mean, most people probably would say the Joker, but I am 100% over no, the, fuck Joker. the Joker. <laughs> I'm over the, I don't, no, no, no joke, get, get, get uh, it's here, here, I'm going to definitive tier ranking of my Batman villains, all right? S tier, we have Croc, Clayface, Mr. Freeze. S tier. Interesting, you put freeze in the s tier i like love freeze uh a tier we'll go riddler still love riddler bane bane riddler i hear that i hear that conflict i'm debating if i should add anyone else to the a tier this is this is man versus self it is (laughs) i'm also debating like who is considered officially batman's road gallery or like does solomon grundy count does he even like officially Batman's villain? Is he more of a Superman villain? That's a that's a fair question. I would say A tier also Two Face. Here, I'll put Two Face in there. Okay, it's a pretty pretty big A tier. But then B tier like Joker, uh, Anarchy, Black Mask. Yeah, a lot of people would be mad. Well, I know. For doing this. I don't care. Oh, um, I know. Deathstroke. I remember the Joker too. I don't give a shit. Deathstroke, they can go and beat here. Hey, Man Bat's A tier. Here, I put Man Bat in A tier. Uh, Scarecrow, wow. Scarecrow, Man Bat over Joker. Scare- this is, this is Scarecrow used to be A tier. Now he's B tier. He's dropped down. That is very surprising to me. I definitely don't see eye to eye with that. But this is this is wild. Zaz, uh, Quarter Owls, Professor Pig, all those guys B tier. They the haven't penguin. done one. Okay, oh, I have a late edition, Eric. Late edition, A-tier, bordering S-tier, Ra's al Ghul. <laughs> He's close. He almost gets the S-tier. Poison Ivy, eh, B-tier. Penguin, B-tier. Mad Hatter, B-tier. Hush, Firefly, Strange. Hugo Strange. He's not even a villain, so what am I, how am I supposed to rank him? Zaz, give it, get you, you, you get Zaz out of here on reviewmyprofessor.com. Yeah, exactly. Get Zaz out of here, garbage. He's just a random serial killer. I don't want him. I don't even want to see him. Calendar Man, puh. 
He doesn't even get ranked. I don't even give ca- Calendar Man a the benefit. It's, it's, it's just a hard cutoff after B. Huh? <laughs> he doesn't even. There's Not no C tiers. Some 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 C tiers. Everyone's a, everyone else is a C tier lower. KG Beast, uh, Gotham Academy, is a. I I, I still recommend it though. Like I would still say you should probably go check out Gotham Academy. It's still fun. It's still pretty. Yeah. It's still well written. I like all the characters. It's you know the cast is fun and 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 not, like for as large it is, it does. They I think they the team does a good job at differentiating them. They all have good character designs. Um, it it is it's very flavorful and it feels it feels like Gotham Academy. You know, it's not just oh yeah we threw in a a school in Gotham. Like they, it does feel like a Gotham Academy. Like it does capture that feeling very well. I think. While keeping the tone relatively light. You know, I think that's the other thing. This book is fun. I had fun reading this book. Even if I didn't have as much fun as I used to. I don't really, but like, I think you said this earlier. I don't blame the book for it. Comic books have changed in five years. For the for better and for worse. Mm. Would you still recommend the booker? Most definitely. I'm interested how the second half of this is the reboot whatever gotham academy the new class i I think it's largely the same characters that's a joke Uh, if i had said the quickening you would have got it oh i get it i'm sorry eric you this is all punishment for your terrible cat pause thing earlier um your terrible (laughs) comma joke is there anything else you want to add about gotham academy i don't think so i mean i i Kieran Gillen would have slapped me on the back for that joke. That was a fucking good pun. Yeah, you're Kieran Gillen. I'm Jamie McKelvey. Mm-hmm. Punished, pun, just eternity of punishment. Literally, it's funny because the jobs are flipped around. I would say none of it's funny, but that you know, that's I'm that's, the one. That that's what makes it funny. <laughs> you're right because I just laughed. <laughs> What's funny is torture. <laughs> Isn't it hilarious? <laughs> uh, that was Gotham Academy Volumes 1 through 3. Uh, next time on the Anson Books Comics Hour, we will be discussing One Punch Man, uh, Volumes 1 through 5. Talking about some manga. Back to the manga. Um, frankly, I should. You know, I saw something. This is a thing that just blew me away, Eric. I saw this on Twitter last night. Donny Cates has read zero manga in his life. What an idiot. <laughs> he asked for, he was asking for recommendations on Twitter. He's like, I've never read it. I just, the backwards reading, just, I could never do it. And everyone's like, oh, okay, here's 10,000 recommendations. Oh my God, Donnie. Here's, Donnie, here's Donnie, all backwards the, reading? Here's what all the, the fuck is wrong with you? Right to left, it's complicated. All the I, manga, here's, here's, read every manga ever. It was. It surprised me a little bit, but we're gonna read One Punch Man. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, it'll be fun. The very little One Punch Man I've been exposed to, it's been it's it's been very enjoyable. One so, Punch Man, the anime is very good, and I kind of want to go home. I watched that first season many times. I can't remember if the second season was in production or if it has been released already, but I'd heard sketchy things about it. Mm-hmm. The uh the 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 word was that he left the creator left 
to go create Mob Psycho 100, and uh, which was very good, and then One Piece Man suffered, so maybe we'll read that in the future too. That's that's a that's a future book. Uh, mm-hmm. we'll, we'll get we'll we'll read that in another episode. I'm sure we will. We'll read it in the world of tomorrow. In the year two thousand. Yeah. In the year two thousand. All right, mamas and papas. This that is a Conan O'Brien reference, all right. It has nothing to do with I don't the mamas and the papas. You sound like you're about to break into Age of Aquarius. Wrap this podcast up. <laughs> nope, we're gonna now we're gonna now tier rank. <laughs> now we're gonna tier rank all the mamas and papas. <laughs> Every member of the mamas and the papas. S tier, mama. <laughs> <laughs> God, I'm I'm an idiot. All right, uh, that'll do it for uh, us. Uh, before we go, you can find us online at handsomeboyscomicsnetwork dot com. Links to everything there. Uh, Facebook, Twitter, our RSS feed. Uh, please, if you like the show, uh, subscribe to it. Tell your friends. Give us a good uh, rating on Apple Podcasts or whatever podcast service you use. All those things help us. They help us find new listeners, and we really do appreciate it. Uh, you can find me online on Twitter at Robbie Dorman, and my website is RobbieDorman.com. It includes links to purchase all my ho- novels, including my newest novel, The Split Circle, about a exiled American who must investigate a soccer death cult in a small Eastern European town. Eric, where can they find you and your things online? You can see my portfolio at FreeWillUnlimited.com, and you can see the other things I get up to online at ericzgoodnight.com that includes twitter instagram twitch where i'm known on all services as easy goodnight now that folks we'll call it a day have a good one rock and roll